I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is brought to you by Shit You Should Care About and our new Cisco supporters. Head to the show notes to start supporting the media you love and the podcast hosts you love. Hello everyone and welcome back to a COVID-free culture vulture. How are you? Good. Isn't it nice to be COVID-free? Oh my God. Honestly, seeing that negative uh, test result come back today. Honestly, it makes the heart sore, doesn't it? Iconic. So you've probably been missing me and Liv in your ears. Or maybe you haven't because we've been re-uploading some old episodes. True. So we've been giving you our wonderful voices. The Sally Rooney one in time for conversations with I friends. I know. The thing is, I thought about that when I told Ruby to upload it. I was Clever. like, I know there's something coming. Yeah, well, you know. It's always a method to your madness, Liz. Kind of, yeah, content is my main skill. Yeah. <laughs> content and planning. Your main qualification. Um. So if you have missed us, it's because... We've both had COVID, which is actually what describes my week. Spoiler, I'm just going to launch straight Absolutely into it. Absolutely, go. Go, go, go. But um, over and done with. I'm feeling good. Love, are you feeling good? I'm feeling great now. I'm feeling sort of like cray. Yeah, just so that energy just that was e- zapped and now it's back. I know. I don't know what bad. to do with it. Well, we're going to channel it into a really good podcast yes. episode, aren't we? You're so, so right. So COVID describes your week? COVID describes mine. What describes yours? Well, very much on the same vein. Okay, keeping it with the cultural references, as I love to do. Um, Sleepy from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. I, okay, my only, literally only symptom of COVID, didn't really have a sore throat, didn't really get that, like, snotty, was sleep. I slept for, like, four days straight. You were like a cat. You know how they're asleep more than they're awake? That was me. It was you. I was... (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh <laughs> I was honestly like just drifting in and out. I would have had like a solid, I don't know. That's I don't even know how many hours. No. All the hours. All, all the, the hours. hours of sleep. Um, I would say my symptom that I've just noticed this morning after being back out in the community oh, yes. <laughs> is a little bit of um brain fog. Like yes. I never usually get brain fog, but I've been – usually I'm quite quick to think of the words I need. And this morning I was in a meeting and I was just like – I'm trying to say something to you, and I just can't think of the word. Brain I mean, fog is the fucking I worst. know. I used to get it all the time. So forgive us um, on the podcast, or forgive me, rather, if I'm trying to think of something and I'm using, like, the worst adjective I could possibly think of because brain fog. Yeah, give us a bit of a leniency today. Thank so, you very much. Liv. What are we talking about? Just before I get into Naughty or Nice, just quickly, what are we talking about today? It's a weird one. Bit of a left field. I mean, not major relevance to anything happening in the news cycle, but we thought we'd talk about the Illuminati today. I know. I'm honestly excited for it because the Illuminati is something that I feel like we've talked about since we were kids, but what actually the fuck is Literally, it? Literally, um, 
Ruby and I were out for dinner with Jin, who's our work friend, and she was like, why don't you do an episode on the Illuminati? So excited. So, so true. I knew absolutely nothing about it. I know. I'm really excited to know the history. I'm excited to know why everyone thinks Beyonce's in it. I'm just honestly... Keen to know more. Keen to have a bit of a chill one, a bit of a chill app. A bit of a chill app, for sure. But first of all, let me go through my naughty or nice. First, we have a Black China update. Oh, yes. You remember in the last real life ep? Mm-hmm. And I was talking about how she was suing the Kardashians for defamation or for, like, ruining her reputation, et cetera, et cetera. So right after I read that story, the case was closed. It was a two-week trial, and the jury decided that no damages would be awarded to Black China. So basically, no, the Kardashians didn't ruin your life. They did find that Chris, Kim, and Kylie did act to protect their own economic interest. I mean, I mean what a surprise. But, like, literally, wouldn't, wouldn't we all? Exactly. Their businesses like, in themselves. Yeah, I'm just, like... That makes sense, which is why Black China wasn't awarded anything. Like, even though obviously they acted in their own economic interests, Got obviously you. it's it's what they had to do. Um, in response, Black China's mother, Tokyo Tony, launched a GoFundMe to raise 400k to appeal the decision. Uh, as of right now, it has raised 1,300. <gasps> so that is kind of hilarious. Yeah, 400k. I know. Like, to appeal to y'all are celebrities. Like you should have money. I know. Well, apparently the Kardashians stripped oh, like China true, of all true, their money, true. but I mean, actually they didn't because the jury found that it was not their fault. So interesting. So interesting. So that's kind of, I mean, it's nice for the Kardashians, but it's naughty because there was like all these awful things that went into the case, like revenge porn and abuse. Yeah, that's pretty horrific. So naughty. Like across the board, naughty. Across the board, not a nice story. Not Not something that you're like, oh. No, I take back that I even said, I even uttered the word nice. Oh God, yes, retract that. My next story is nice. J-Lo loves Ted Lasso. Aww. And, like, don't we all? We did a whole episode God, on yeah. Ted. That should have been a rewatch during COVID. Oh, fuck, that's so feel good. Oh, that would have just <gasps> zapped my fatigue away. No, I know. Ted Lasso, for anyone that doesn't know, is just the best show of all time. And I'm not going to even tell you what it's about because it might put you off. Because I know. you just have to go and watch it. That put me off. That Same. stopped me from watching it for months. I know. So... Spoiler. So, spoiler. Don't be put off. It's really good. So <laughs> don't be cute. put off if you hear that it might be about sports because it's probably going to be good. <laughs> anyway, so JLo has a newsletter that she sends out and it's called On the JLo, which is kind That's of actually a, a vibe. Fuck yeah. Such a good ni- name. And plus, we love newsletters here at Shit You Should Care About. So. Are you subscribed? To uh, on, on the, the JLo. JLo. No, I'm not actually. Oh, maybe that could be one of the books. Yeah, true. Um, so basically she said she's obsessed with this TV show and she said, um, every time I meet someone new, I just say, have you seen Ted Lasso? If you haven't seen it, you should give it a chance. You can thank me later. And so basically she said that every time she meets people, she tells them, go watch Ted Lasso. <laughs> And just like meeting all of these celebrities at like conferences and shit, and just like, like Ted Lasso. Like, so JLo, what are your thoughts on abortion rights in the States? Watch Ted, Ted Lasso. Lasso. Ted is, will tell you. Ted, Ted will mm. tell you. Ted would totally be pro choice. Oh, Ted would absolutely be pro choice. Oh, and do him. you know, Ted Lasso actually shouted out JLo in season two when he was explaining his rom communism philosophy. Oh my God, I think I remember this. I just love the term rom communism. <laughs> like, rom communism. Like, why? Why did we not talk about that in our I rom-com episode? I seriously missed the boat with that, didn't I? Same. So um, that's a nice story. That oh, is a lovely. really nice story. Yeah. 
my next, my third and final story, and Liv, this is again harping back to a story I talked about a few months ago. Young Thug's lyrics used against him in a court is unprecedented racism, legal experts say. So earlier this year or a few months ago, you remember, Liv, that I spoke about Jay-Z and a bunch of other musicians that got behind an effort to sort of stop this exact thing, um, rappers' lyrics being used against yes, him in I court. Yes, I do. I recall this. That? Quite shocking. So, Yeah. And the update is that Young Thug right now, uh, he was arrested this week on charges of gang activity and conspiring to violate the Racketeer-Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act. Basically, he allegedly, along with another Atlanta rapper, Gunner, um, possessed stolen weapons as well as meth, hydrocodone and marijuana with intent to distribute it. He is also accused of renting a car used in the commission of the murder of Donovan Thomas Jr., who was like a gang member. So like very serious, very serious allegations. And I just want to make it clear, I'm not talking about whether he was guilty or not guilty of any of these things because I don't actually know about his involvement in literally all of these sort of criminal operations. But what I am interested in is that they're using his music against him. So the indictment um, in this case cites lyrics from nine Young Thug songs, um, including Ski and Slime Shit. Some of the lyrics um, that are being used against him are, I done did the Robin, I done did the Jackin, now I'm full rapping. And it's all mob business. We know to kill the biggest cats of all kittens. They also used his song Bad Boy, which has lyrics like Smith and Wesson, 45 put a hole in his heart, better not play with me, killers, they stay with me, and I shot at his mummy, now he no longer mention me. So they are using, I mean, we've had this conversation before. It's like you're using his lyrics in this case, which are just like not this relevant. shocks me. Yeah. Like you need to be able to have creative freedom in rap and yeah. therefore you need to be able to make up fictitious storylines. Well, the thing is you need to be able to have creative freedom in any, any, like, art, form. any art form. And country music singers are known for talking about like I Shot the Sheriff and like Fuck, are known for yes. talking about like these situations that are fictional and they don't get used against them at court and uh, them in court like and taylor swift's nobody no crime imagine no. if i know literally it's just so it's like really blatantly racist it is. because like a veteran music lawyer um dina lapolt simply said this is unprecedented racism as i said in the title and she sort of put it in colloquial terms and said most judges are white men in their 70s so they completely don't even get rap music for sure there's no cultural context and then she basically went on to say the point that we just talked about that you can look at literally hundreds of country songs from like carrie underwood to the chicks um, there's like they're all talking about like killing a man or like shooting someone because it's all narrative storytelling, which is very very similar to how rap works as yeah, well. I know. Well, and it's all just like songwriting and lyrics, yes. but it's just there's an obvious discrepancy in who you're pulling into and uh, in whose lyrics you're pulling into a courtroom. I just. I don't know. I think it shouldn't be allowed. No. I think we've talked about that before. A naughty, naughty story. It's a naughty, naughty story. And um, I don't know. I need to actually look at how Jay-Z and Big Sean and all those people who are behind the effort to stop this is going because obviously nothing's 
changed yeah. as of yet. Um, so yeah, that is a naughty story to finish off. And just before we get into um, another naughty story about the Illuminati, we're going to hear from our sponsor. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So here is an ad for us by us. I want to have a super quick chat to you all about Siska supporters. This is the new way that you can support what we do here at Shit You Should Care About. Because right now, we're in a studio, which costs money to hire, with an audio engineer who we've got to pay, and every week we're researching, scripting, and hosting this thing for you, all which takes time, resources, and it costs money. You'll also notice that we're using valuable advertising space here, space which we often leave empty because we want to make sure that we're only partnering with the best and most vibey people. So for all of these reasons, we need your support to keep doing what we do. So please, if you have $1 or if you have $100, consider becoming a Cisco supporter so that we can keep doing this for you. The link is in the show notes. We love you so much. Bye. So this one, Luce, sort of starts off as a little bit of a history lesson. Amazing. Um, which we love. We love a bit of context. So we are talking about the Illuminati today just because it's relevant to any sort of celebrity discussion, I guess. Oh, my God. It so is, especially because, like, when you hear Illuminati, the first thing I think of is Beyonce. And I'm Jay-Z. Like, I'm that like, is it. Hey. <laughs> yeah, the, literally. The world has just told me that. So I know, well, I knew before a few days ago nothing about the Illuminati. But, yes, that's the exact thing that came to my mind. So I'm sure that will come to a lot of the listeners' minds as well. So, yeah, we're going to sort of start off with what is the Illuminati Great. and where did it come from? So the term Illuminati refers to the Bavarian Illuminati, which was also known as the Order of the Illuminati. But so for those who don't know, which I didn't, Bavaria is a state in Germany. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Mm-mm. No. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I kind of thought it was a country. No, I know. Same. Okay. I was going to say, where is Bavaria? And then it was like, Germany. I love, we're just open, you know? We're open with the fact that we oh, are not geniuses no, about absolutely. shit like absolutely. Especially geography. Especially geog. Comes out in the quizzes, doesn't it, Liz? Oh, my God. <laughs> Carry on. Okay. So this was a secret society which was founded by a German law professor, Adam Weisup. Weisup about oh. the Illuminati. up. <laughs> Plebs. Oh, oh my God. Anyway, I'm carrying on. Um, I did make that joke off mic. We have to say, like, I decided. (laughs) So that's my joke. I decided to make that cool. And now I'm feeling really self-conscious about it. (laughs) And then Liv just ignored me. So I I decided to. (laughs) (laughs) It's bringing me back to custody. No, stop. I can't. I can't go into that realm today. No, no, no. no, no, Absolutely fuck with me. Okay, so. (laughs) This secret society emerged in the 18th century and it only actually operated for a decade. So Mm. this was from 1776 to 1785, which is crazy to think about the longevity that this discussion has had. But in saying that, with Mm -hmm. most conspiracy theories, 
the fact that there are so like it lasts for such a short amount of time, but mm-hmm. then people are like, no, it probably still goes. And there's all these exactly. unanswered questions. It's probably the reason it's so for brutal. sure. That's so true. So this was sort of in the middle of the Enlightenment or mm. the Great Age of Reason. Luce, this is something that I've been taught so many times at school through uni and it's just never stuck in my brain. Not even once has no, it stuck with me. Absolutely not. So I'm going to give everyone a little refresher of okay. what the Enlightenment was. Right. So the Enlightenment began in the late 17th century um, and went on until 1815, the time that the Illuminati set up was kind of smack bang in the middle of this period. So it was basically a time in history when people started questioning the traditions of the Roman Catholic Church Mm -hmm. and the monarchy, and then they started turning more towards reason, science, tolerance, individual political freedoms. So it was sort of like people were starting to be like the traditional way of thinking, maybe we should question that and move towards. So there was already a bit of like, even though maybe the Enlightenment was a good period, there was Mm -hmm. a bit of conspiracy thinking, like definitely, I need to do my own research sort of vibe. Yes, because it was obviously against the political beliefs Mm -hmm. of the day. So basically this German professor who started the Illuminati was a huge fan of the Enlightenment Mm -hmm. and he wanted to use the Illuminati to sort of infiltrate people's political views, to Mm -hmm. enlighten them against the dangers of the Roman Catholic Church and the traditional way of thinking. Mm -hmm. So he was hoping that his group would grow, he would gain a lot of like influential people within the group and somehow kind of get into political power so they could basically take over the world. So the roots that we're still seeing today, Mm -hmm. the roots that were laid back then... Are definitely definitely still kind of in action in the way that we think about the modern Illuminati or whether... The modern Illuminati, that probably doesn't exist. That is probably a huge conspiracy theory. But yeah, so it only started off with a handful of members. I'm Mm -hmm. talking like five. And these members then joined other groups such as the Freemasons to kind of recruit new people. And so at its biggest, the Illuminati was somewhere between 650 to maybe like 2,500 people, somewhere in between that. So it wasn't huge, but it still had significant, significant, yeah. I also, I read um, that whether this is true or not, I cannot confirm Mm -hmm. or deny because I wasn't there, but... I've read that the Illuminati members back then didn't trust anyone over, over 30. The, the age of 30, yes. And because they were too set in their ways. <laughs> yes. Which, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, <laughs> not the worst policy to have. Like, Well, when you're coming up with new political ideals. I was going to say, when you think about even politics today, mm. I'm like... Maybe having a few more people under 30 would fucking do a world of good. It is interesting, like, the parallels between the Illuminati and sort of any political revolution, I think, which we are even seeing in our day and age. Not to say that we believe in the (laughs) Illuminati or that we're members of it. Or that we believe that people over 30 shouldn't shouldn't be be trusted. (laughs) Shouldn't be trusted. No, I kind of believe that. (laughs) Like, if you're over 30... Don't ever think that I'm making a promise with you because I cannot trust you. (laughs) And love, you watch out when you turn 30. (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. Six years to go. It's fine. I've got time. So historians believe that they were only sort of mildly influential. But the thing is that some people, some people now, still believe that they were ultimately successful and that they are still in control of the world today. So very interesting. So interesting, yeah. So, um... As I said before, they were pretty intertwined with the Freemasons. Um, So it was kind of hard to tell how much influence the Illuminati had 
And how much influence yeah. the Freemasons have because the Freemasons are still around today. And just for anyone wondering, because we're going to talk about the Freemasons a little bit, the Freemasons are one of the world's oldest and largest fraternal organizations, mm-hmm. meaning dudes. Um, it's an organization of men who adopt the fundamental principle of integrity, goodwill, and charity as the foundations for an individual's life and character. It's a non-profit organization that's heavily involved in supporting charity and community service comprised of men of good character with high ideals and worthwhile values who make a difference in the community. Freemasonry, for everyone wondering, their website says, is not a secret society, is not a religion or a substitute for a religion, and is not a benefit society to join for personal gain. So it's basically a dude's club and it's kind of scary and gross. Kind of a bit freaky. Really interesting how back in the day it would have been like this revolutionary way of thinking and now they're back stuck in their traditional thought processes, which is kind of ironic. Yep. Anyway... Because the Illuminati kind of had these Enlightenment ideals, which were the kind of up-and-coming ideas of the time, socially and politically, it's hard to tell whether they had a crazy amount of power in sort of changing the thought processes or whether that would have happened without the Illuminati. Oh, I think from a very non-expert perspective that... The world was changing anyway. Yeah. The Illuminati, yes, agreed with the way that the world was changing and probably... And like, we're trying to push it maybe at an early stage. Yeah. But. They're probably thinking like, yep, I was I was there first. <clears throat> we were at the forefront of this. And you know how groups like this can be quite narcissistic? Like totally. Very, we did this. I'm a gatekeeper. I was there first. That's the vibe I Fuck get. Fuck yeah, there's always this weird ego with these yes. sort of secret society groups. Oh, hell yeah. So then in 1785, the Duke of Bavaria at the time actually banned secret societies because he was worried about kind of what it was doing to the church. Which is only going to make them more secret. Yes, exactly. And he also enforced punishments for those who joined them, and I'm pretty sure this punishment was death. So people did kind of just subside with the secret societies and the Illuminati secrets were actually published Mm. and or exposed one way or another to the public. So this is when the Illuminati officially disappeared. Also, they say. Also, they say. <laughs> or it went extremely underground. Yeah, exactly. So basically, as soon as they disappeared, this is when the conspiracy theories started happening basically straight away. Because as soon as you can't see something out, you can just make up whatever you want. For sure. It opens the whole, like, assumption realm, yes. I guess. So there was a guy called John Robison who wrote a whole lot of conspiracy theories in 1797, so like 10 years after mm-hmm. the Illuminati disbanded. Um, And he accused the Illuminati of infiltrating the Freemasons, which they had definitely been intertwined with the Freemasons, but I think he was really saying that they've totally taken over the Mm -hmm. Freemasons' ideals, which wasn't totally true. Mm -hmm. And because there was this kind of intertwining with the Illuminati and Freemasons, people started to confuse the two groups. Yes. And because many of the founding fathers of the U.S. were Freemasons, People became really worried that, like, the Illuminati kind of now had influence over the Founding Fathers and therefore over the U.S. as a whole. I actually have a fun fact about this. It's not really that fun of a fact. It's literally just something I've read that I know you've read too, um, that in in 1798, George Washington wrote a letter basically calling the Illuminati a threat. He believed that the threat had been avoided, but he mentioned it. So then, like, the myth of the Illuminati was, like, like, grew 
Um, and then also that Thomas Jefferson was accused of being a member of the group. So, yes. so Thomas Jefferson was the US president of the time. Mm. I think he was like the third US president or something. And yeah, that's exactly what I had written down. It's kind of like an example of any press is good press. Yeah. In the sense that he was actually trying to say, don't worry about the Illuminati. Yeah. Like it's gone, it's, it's disappeared. Yeah. But because he even mentioned it, people started talking about it again. Yeah. Which is George Washington, keep the Illuminati out your mouth. (laughs) You're making this into a bigger issue. (laughs) Go back in time and tell him that, Luce. Um, And another guy called Abe Augustine Burrell wrote about secret societies also kind of being behind the French Revolution. Um, So the Illuminati being one of those secret societies. So there was all of these conspiracy theories coming out. And then I think it kind of died down for a while, Mm -hmm. didn't totally die out. But then in the 1970s, so we're kind of skipping a whole lot of time, um, there was a resurgence due to a trilogy of fiction books that came out called the Illuminatus Trilogy. Um, And this was kind of like they were fictional books that meshed history and fantasy so i guess this sort of really captured people's imaginations about the illuminati and took on this more magical realm and maybe this is where the sort of satanic element came in right because i know that when people think of illuminati they often think of the devil and whatever worshipping worshipping the devil totally which was never part of the original bavarian illuminati that was never mentioned Mm. but then kind of through time and through pop culture it's got this yeah satanic Mm. sort of element to it and i think that this might be where it came from from these books and fiction fiction everyone is the operative word here now you might be aware that another sort of religionish Thing came out of a fictional book that is Scientology from one mm. L. Ron Hubbard. Yes. So let's just remember fiction, fiction. means it's not true. <laughs> yes. Fiction means fiction fake. means fake. Yes, that's fiction how means I always fake. remembered it as a kid. Anyway, so, so no. since then the Illuminati really became a staple in pop culture. Think of Angels and Demons by Dan Brown yes. and all of that sort of thing. And yeah, that's kind of where Satanism myths And again, ideas that had nothing to do with the original Illuminati. So why are we still talking in 2022 about the Illuminati, other than the fact that Lucy and I wanted to bring it up? (laughs) Other than the fact that we're bringing it, we are one of those pop culture (laughs) things that in 100 years people are going to be like, and this episode of Culture Vulture mentioned the Illuminati and these two girls are running the world. The world. (laughs) And they even said they had no relevance to why they were talking about it. So why did they bring it up? All these unanswered questions. (laughs) Follow us for more. Follow us for more. (laughs) In the metaverse or wherever they'll be broadcasting. True. True. So I think um, there was a really good article from Vox that kind of explains, well, nods to the fact that we are talking about it as kind of wild i loved this article because it was like it wasn't it was a great article it was quite humorous mm-hmm. like it wasn't it was like, quite light it wasn't one of the uh, like in this day and age vox can be quite dense i find but this i feel like was early vox like 2017 yes. or something and it was like fun to read yes and there was that youtube video that came with it yes. that was kind of like very low kind of budget yeah. vibes but it was great um so this was the quote Mark A. Fenster, a law professor from the University of Florida and the co and the author of Conspiracy Theories 
secrecy and power in American culture, sums up the group's long-lasting appeal. He says, in quote, It's absurd on its face that you've got this sacred group that's more than 300 years old and continues to see arguments about its relevance today. The fact that the discussion is alive is amazing. So, And I think this is interesting because this article, and back when the Illuminati really reached its peak, um, like in pop culture, was before we saw the really detrimental effects of conspiracy theories. Yes. This was when they were a cute and quirky thing that you looked at on the internet. Um, and you know, like it, so true. Yeah, it was back before they got really nefarious. It was like in the days where the worst kind of when they were fun. Yeah, it was when they were cute and quirky, yeah. and people just wanted something interesting to take a bite out of. And and I'd say the most like the biggest one at that point might have been like flat Earth. You know, oh, and so they were really sort of not, not that detrimental to the world. And now, now we are like conspiracy theories. It's like a super negative thing. And it's like people that need something else to believe in because of other things in their life that have caused them to make really dangerous decisions. Absolutely. Like we are talking about a different time of conspiracy theory, which is helpful to note. Like that's why the Illuminati could flourish because it was fun. There was no answers. It was like a game. Whereas now, conspiracy theories are not a game. That's such a good point, Lois. I actually hadn't thought about mm. it in that way. So, yes, definitely keep that in mind when we're talking about it. Because now we are going to be talking about the modern-day Illuminati and what people kind of think that they are today or yeah. what we've kind of morphed them into with a whole lot of fiction behind it. So apparently to the people who do buy into this conspiracy theory, the modern-day Illuminati are conspiring to set up one single government that controls the entire world. So this has roots in the original group, but it's kind of really taken out of proportion. And I would say this is almost... Almost like a pop culture version yes. of what QAnon believers believe. And QAnon, for anyone that doesn't know, is just a really fucked up conspiracy theory which believes that a global cabal of powerful people are controlling the world. It's dangerous. It, like, ruins families. It's a horrible conspiracy theory. I would say the Illuminati is like a pop culture, culture version, version Like of almost that. a lighter yeah. version of that. Yeah, so people are saying that they sort of have agents in every facet of life, whether that be movies, books, mm. banks, governments, any sort of powerful institution. Um, theorists have also said that other secret societies are sort of like fronting for right. the Illuminati. Apparently there's ones called Skull and Bones and I don't know. I other think they're just pirates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then there was this other kind of really wild conspiracy theory that said the Illuminati was run by elite Jewish people to spread both communism and capitalism to divide the world so that they could come in and take over, um, which is obviously really dangerous. Um, Christian fundamentalists warned in the early 1900s that the Illuminati's sort of emerging way of life, I guess because it was against the church's traditional way of thinking, was a sign that the Antichrist is coming. Right. Um, 9-11 has also been attributed to the Illuminati by some people, which is just really dangerous yeah. and, yeah. But in a way, and I don't want to word this wrong, but in a way it is almost a good thing when the Illuminati is linked to things that are either so terrible or so far left field mm. because it's like – 
you guys can see that this isn't a real thing yes. and it's not a good thing and it's not like a quirky thing to believe in. It's, it's really horrible. I think the Illuminati has kind of become an umbrella term for anything that's sort of like anti-government. Yeah. And so anything that happens that people are like, yeah, that totally had government, you know, implications or yeah. whatever, are like Illuminati, Illuminati. Yeah. And, it's and that's just, the same with QAnon. Yes. Like, it, it's so true. They're like, one of them's much more serious at the moment but one of like the illuminati is like sort of the og yeah so a huge way that people kind of have started talking about the illuminati in this day and age is through celebrity yeah so i think before this we should touch on symbols because it's kind of important as to like how people have thought that celebrity is part of the illuminati by showing certain symbols or whatever yeah So there are a lot of symbols attributed to the Illuminati, um, which I guess is to keep its air of mystery. It was a secret society. They couldn't be too blatant, right? And it's the game thing again. It's to let you spot them wherever you want, wherever you can, to make your own conclusions. Yeah, gamifying the whole situation. It's like the episode of ARGs Mm -hmm. uh, that we did of Extremely Online. If there is no answer... You are led to find your own things, make your own conclusions. It makes you stronger as a group. Totally. And like the whole confirmation bias thing, it allows for all of that shit to happen. One of the main symbols to do with the Illuminati was the Eye of Provenance, Mm. which you've probably seen, Lois. I think most people would have. It's basically just that eye in a triangle. Yes. Um, And it's also associated with the Freemasons. It features on the back of the US $1 bill. I think it actually has roots in religion. Mm. So it's like a really, really old-time symbol that they sort of took. And I'm guessing that that's where J.K. Rowling's, like, the Deathly Hallows. Oh, I don't Oh, you're know. not a... Okay, I'm not yeah. a Harry Potter fan, nor am I a J.K. Rowling fan. No, true. But um, for any of you that are Harry Potter fans, I think you all n- would know the Deathly Hallows kind of symbol. The owl is also a big symbol of the Illuminati and then also anything satanic like 666 anything like that mm-hmm. that people kind of have weirdly attributed this isn't from the original Illuminati yep. this had nothing to do with that but over time people have sort of attributed these demonic symbols yeah. to be a part of the Illuminati as well so yeah celebrities have somehow become associated with some of these symbols um, you might think Jay-Z he always holds up that sort of like diamond shape yeah but that's actually to do with Rockefeller Records. Mm. Apparently that that's the Rockefeller symbol. He's signed to Rockefeller Records. Like, that's why he does it. It's nothing to do with the Illuminati. But that's, like, a huge basis for people's claims, which is wild. Beyonce is said to be the Secret Society's reigning queen. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have said if you play single ladies backwards, there's, like, satanic subliminal messaging um which i watched it backwards honestly it's just it backwards yeah like, it's literally just <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, sure, and people are gonna play that forwards and i'm gonna be like they're gonna say lucy's and the yeah. <laughs> they actually will it will be like Come no one cares about us that much. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh god um and then she also talks about the illuminati or alludes to it in her formation lyric Y'all haters corny with this Illuminati mess. Yeah, so. but she's saying she's you're corny saying, with this Illuminati mess. Like, it's not true. And y'all are idiots and you're haters. Exactly. But then people will come and be like, well, of course she said that because she's covering it up. Like, oh whatever. Um, Hiding in plain sight. So true. Oh, genuinely. So, so Madonna also released a song called Illuminati um, in 2014 in the lyric 
And the lyrics say, it's like everybody in this party's shining like Illuminati. And she said, it's nothing to do with the Illuminati. It's she's trying to say like that enlightened, that yeah, enlightened or like, you know, the whole kind of like light play on words, I guess. Um, Well, okay. And like also we know that these celebrities have great PR machines. We know that they're good at capitalizing on a moment. She would have absolutely titled that song Illuminati. Because of that. I she bet it's got it would so get... many more plays oh, just from people like us. Absolutely. <gasps> so true. So, so true. Um, Donald Trump, people have talked about how he's... He's part, part of, of everything, yeah. actually, apparently. Well, absolutely. Well, to be honest, how did he get the presidency? There must this be something else going on. is the question. <gasps> this is sarcasm, everyone. I just believe that the um, US electoral system's a bit fucked. It's nothing to do <laughs> with, with the conspiracy theories. But that's a shit show conversation. True. So go over yeah. there to listen to that. Nick, start Nick? researching. Yeah. Um, Kim Kardashian and yay. So any of the big pop, co- pop yeah. culture icons, I mean... Look, these celebrities, let's be real, they mm-hmm. do run the world in a weird way. Like, they run the culture. Like, you oh, know, we follow them. They have so much political influence over the world. and They don't is, need a secret group to do it, though. This is something that, yeah, exactly. It's so interesting that we have the awareness that these people that we follow and we allow to influence us have this, like, stupid influence. You mm. know, it's kind of like they shouldn't really yes. have it. And so we have these conspiracy theories to sort of like explain, well, they could use this for bad, blah, blah, blah. But it's like so interesting that the awareness is there, but yet we still love celebrities and we continue to follow them on a daily basis. And I just think it's like, we know this, they don't need a secret group. We are already giving them everything on a silver platter. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) They already have the control. Why would they give that to someone else? No. Anyway, a lot of these celebrities, including Jay-Z and Ye, have come out to be like the Illuminati is not true. I'm not part of this. Yeah, is like so they've ridiculous. actually said no. Yeah, absolutely. They've had to address it, I which think is Ye's wow. even been like, you know, you give a black man free speech and power to have any sort of influence and it has to be, you know, attributed to someone behind him. To a, conspir- a conspiracy. Which, that's true, actually. Yeah, is really interesting. People have also talked about Astroworld and the conspiracy theories that sort of emerge with Astroworld being part of the Illuminati. Um, That's sinister. They were sort of accusing Travis Scott of sacrificing his fans to an unknown satanic ritual. Okay. Anyone saying so that? Fucked up. That's so, so fucked up. Actually fucked. And like, yeah. that's a really good thing to have brought up, Liv, because it's like, Okay, this is not fun and games. No, literally. If you're trying to explain away something like that. And this was coming up on TikTok and The Guardian actually did a really good piece oh. about it. So it's just the dangers, as we've talked about, of TikTok. And, and of conspiracy thinking. Yes, absolutely. Um, kind of going back to what Ye said about, you know, um, the kind of racial element of mm. this. I found this really interesting. So hip-hop has been a main source for the obsession of the Illuminati Think Tupac, Shakur, mm-hmm. um, a lot of references and rap lyrics about the Illuminati. And it actually all started in 1995 when Prodigy of Mob Deep put this line into the remix for LL Cool J's song, I Shot Ya. Yeah. Um, God, this about, is sort of harping back to the Naughty or Nice story. Yeah, no, yeah. Saying the Illuminati want my mind, soul, and my body, secret society trying to keep the eye on me, but I must stay incognito in places they can't find me. So this was the first time that it was referenced in hip-hop, as I said before. Um, 
it kind of makes sense for hip hop to take on the Illuminati conspiracy as the whole music genre was born out of oppression mm. um, and kind of living in a society that was rejecting them. And then the grinds to make it out of the difficult situations and circumstances fueled by this oppression, right? So because of this, there's a real natural inclination within hip hop to be suspicious of the government mm -hmm. and the people running the shit when you're obviously bearing the brunt yeah. of a really unfair system. Um so one of the many reasons for this government skepticism is that conspiracy theories involving the mistreatment of the black community by the state have actually wound up, a couple of them have wound up being true. Um, there's an example in 1932, there was an incredibly unethical study done on untreated syphilis in black men. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and so unbeknown to the patients, these researchers decided not to treat the men. And mm -hmm. so they could see what would happen if you had untreated syphilis, which is obviously really, really fucking awful. Um, and this went on for 40 years before um, someone, you know, people started intervening. So it's sort of like you can see how... The distrust was Yeah, the distrust, the and then how that comes through culture and, yeah. and art and music and rap specifically in this case because that's how people deal with these things and talk about the injustice of society. So it's like it makes sense for conspiracy theories to grow yeah. here. Um, and also this kind of came about, um, this lyric in 1995 came about with the birth of the internet and so the digital age sort of ran with this idea um, but then it kind of snowballed from rappers being suspicious of the Illuminati yes. to rappers becoming part of the organisation itself. That was the thing I was going to say to you, I was like in that first lyric mm -hmm. in the, was that LL Cool J song, mm -hmm. they he says that like he's not going to let the Illuminati, Illuminati get him, like he doesn't want the eyes on him blah 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 and now it's shifted to people being like Jay-Z and Yay part of the Illuminati, they're running it. Totally, which is so interesting about how we view celebrities when they get big, right? We no longer see them as people. We see them as part of the institution. Mm -hmm. We see them as someone that lives like this really bizarre lifestyle. So they can't, you know, they have so much power that we don't trust them anymore. Yeah, I know. And it's like they're the same person. Yeah. Just because they have this influence doesn't mean that they are wielding this power for nefarious reasons or exactly. they have someone pulling the puppet strings behind them. Again, it shows that kind of juxtaposition between us loving celebrities and putting so much time and energy into celebrities and following them and worshipping them to not trusting them at all. Yeah. Like, there's this huge, like, they both live at the same time. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting through hip-hop to see the evolution of that. Yeah. But, yeah, so that is kind of my whole conversation on the Illuminati. Do you have anything else to add, Luz? My only um, one note to add that I've talked to you about before and it's not really fleshed out, mm -hmm. but is there is this really, really famous clip of Jim Carrey talking to yes. Jimmy Kimmel where he essentially is saying, like, the Illuminati run the world, like he's putting his um, hands in a triangle and poking his tongue out and saying, like, Jimmy Kimmel, like, you know what I'm talking about. And Jimmy's like, no, I don't. And Jim Carrey's like, yes, you do. And it's this really uncomfortable um, clip. And they've put, like, laugh tracks behind it. And so it's, like, trying to make it light. But it's yeah. obviously Jim Carrey having a moment. And we know that Jim Carrey has bipolar disorder. And so there's this whole other conversation about, like, mental health and then... And conspiracy theories. And conspiracy theories and believing in, you know, how when we were talking about in the Yay episode, like, you think you're God or you think that yes. you're on this other level. 
Well, there's also the element of like you think that you know a bit more than the normal person. And conspiracy theories totally lend itself to yeah. that kind of and way so of thinking. I, and I saw this going viral on TikTok and I just think um, if you do see the Jim Carrey clip, it's really probably good to have some context of he is potentially having a manic episode or like he has mental health issues. And so to watch that and instead of making real light of it or making fun of it or believing it, being like, okay, what else is going on here? And also, should this have been like put out into the public? Should this have been screened? Mm. And should we be putting laugh tracks behind it? Like, right? Like I don't trying know. to kind of cover it up with yeah. a joke. Yeah. So there's a lot of things in pop culture that maybe haven't been understood completely or haven't been put out there in the right way. I don't know. I just felt like that was an interesting little. That is. Thing to it's add. really interesting. I need to go and watch. Just because it's clip. one of the most famous, like outings of the Illuminati but it's like right. no it's like a mental health the situation fourth wall people yeah. would say yeah. yeah and they chose to then screen it maybe because it would have got heaps of views or like they knew it would yeah. go viral I don't know mm. anyway Liv theories um, on theories theories on theories but I personally don't believe it I mean no. I, I would just say that obviously there are big things that run the world and um it's governments and we actually can vote for them so if you're in a place where you have the opportunity to vote and you want to feel like you have a say in ruling the world if that's what's going on, maybe go and vote. Yeah. Um, also, companies, they have a big hand in running the world, so choose where you put your money. Yeah, I was going to say choose where you're investing, choose ethical in- investing. Yes. Um, so, like, not to make it real, like, nerdy or sort of lame, but there are ways that you can sort of exert what what influence us normies, us normies over here because have. Because we actually have quite a bit when we band together. We do and live um, complete no, complete pivot, but what's on your radar? What's on my radar, Luce, is conversations with friends, yes, as we sort of talked about at the start. But I, have you started watching it Yes, yet? have you? Yes, I've watched like I've watched, five. I've watched three. Oh, three, yeah. It's so good. I love it. It's like totally in the same world as normal people. It feels like you're just down the street living in like I know someone else's sort of, you know, like, version of that world. I know. Which and I love it brings me like real it gives me real vibes of um her latest book what's her latest book yes called? um Shit. beautiful world where are you yes it really i was getting them confused from what i'd read and what yes. i was seeing on screen but i was like it's cuz you're all in the same world no genuinely which i love and like slightly different age groups yes. you know with beautiful world where are you and I would oh. really love to go back and reread conversations with friends. Oh, I've reread this. it. Oh, have you? Oh, yes. I kind of wish I did it before I started watching it, but I might go back. You and, have to. It's because yes. I prefer it to normal people. We've talked about yes. this. We have a whole yes, episode yes, on yes. something. Oh, we've just released it yeah. <laughs> on Sally Rooney. And um, it's just a bit more sexy to me, mm, conversations so with friends. Fair. I think yeah. it's because of the power dynamics. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> we, you can go and listen to us. Oh, no, it. it is good and quite fun to see Joe Allen. I know. Sort of, do you think he's hot? I do think he's hot. Like, I think he's, like, a unique sort of hot. I think Jemima is hotter. Oh, she's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. my God. There's something about her, even in Girls, where I was like, oh, I have such a crush on you. So, so Like, fair. there's just something about her. I find Frances really interesting because... Like, from certain angles, she looks so, like, you know, internal and shy and lacking confidence. But then there's these slight, you know, parts where she lets her head on and she's dancing or whatever. And and, I know. She looks 
different like a different person i noticed that too in the I one love club scene that yes. i've seen so far i was like bro you look completely different like, yeah because of the way that you're kind of encompassing your own body yeah and yeah it's so interesting it, it really is reminiscent of that 21 kind of age which i'm i guess we're only a couple of years older than that but i still I, feel like it yeah but it's like a very kind of unsure of yourself yes. kind of realm which we'll do a whole interesting. we'll at least do a segment on this eh, when it's yeah, finished we absolutely have to. Oh, we have to oh. well live i'm um upset that on your radar isn't harry's fucking house oh. which i'm thinking next week we have to i'm thinking either next week's episode is about the album harry like oh, i'm thinking it's a harriet i think it's a harriet okay. absolutely a harriet because yeah. we've got listening parties Cannot this week that we're fucking, fucking hosting Oh, like we haven't even talked about that. Sorry, no. dream come true vibes. Fuck yes. We get to meet you in real life in Auckland, and we get to in meet this you sort of like vintage studio, and they've put it like Harry's house. It's sort of so decor. cool. It's so oh cool. You're gonna die. Um, if you can't be there, don't worry because obviously we're gonna be talking about it or like online. Yeah, we'll do a, We'll do a rundown on the yeah. podcast we'll next week, rundown. so you guys can all be there. You know, in your brains, and we'll see you virtually in Sydney as well, which is yeah, fucking sick. Is so really look, funny. I just. Good vibes. COVID's done yeah. just in time. I know. We had that small window and we had it. And we took it. <laughs> um, I can't wait to talk about Harry next week with you all. And thank you for listening to our ramblings about the Illuminati. Yeah. Thank you for being a Cisco supporter. If you're not, you should come and be one. You can in the show notes. It Honestly, it lets us do this as our job. It lets us pay our wonderful producer, Tiahe Butler, who we love so much. And Liz, thank you for joining me as you. Oh, thank you, Liz. Yeah, no, I enjoyed this one. I mean, I enjoy them all, but this one especially. Yeah. See you all next week. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.